Happy haunts materialize and begin to vocalize. Grim grinning ghosts come out to do Pythagorean theorem. We're talking Donald in Math Magic Land on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast riddles try to definitively <laughs> rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and throw away a calculator for fun. Or that Was that anything? Who cares? Anyway, my guest today, uh, she's a comedian and she's a funny lady. Give it up for Marlenis McMahon-Perk. How are you, Marlenis? I'm good. Unless you threw away a TI-89, I might need that instrument. Okay? Uh, did you do programming on that bad boy? Uh, no, I did not. Oh. But I do math sometimes. So just don't throw away a TI-89. You could sell that shit for like $100 at least. That's true. I, like they said uh, when I was in high school, like, oh, you need one for... Selling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like you need one for whatever math class. Gathering in. on the back of a truck and selling. <laughs> That's what. But I, I like I programmed. I spent a full hour like manually, like typing in the code to have like a tic tac toe game, because I was so bored in math class that I was like, yeah, okay, I'll spend a night doing this. Oh my gosh, I went to the nerdiest school in New York, and uh, there was a kid who definitely made porn on his TI eighty nine. How? So. Just Man, like an look, X and an O, just kind was, of like going in and out. Right. It's, it, nope. It was illustrious, uh, illustrative even. Uh, mm. It was it was out there. So uh, Algebra, emphasis on the bra? Is that something? <laughs> yeah, emphasis on the 3.141592653. You know. <laughs> Damn. That was, that was more than I can do. Seven, what? Do you, how much pie do you know? Um, that was like, you kept going. I mean, you could, it could be just random numbers, but so I... So, me and pi is like me and, like, astrology. Like, you don't want to be like, oh, it's because you're Scorpio rising, but then by the end of the day, you know, 10, 20 digits pass the decimal. And <laughs> so, what I'm saying is teach your kids everything, because if you teach them that they're not supposed to learn something, they'll end up like me. Okay. Also... Yes. Happy World AIDS Day. Happy World AIDS Day. Well, yeah, so... uh if you out there no, trying I to tell your kids to not be gay, guess what they're going to learn about? The gayness. No, uh, yeah, they're going to find ha- themselves out. Yeah, just teach them, like, be safe and smart. That's it. Sometimes just safe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? You got to be dumb a little bit. But just don't be dumb in that way. Yeah, yo, get tested and all that shit. Sorry, mm-hmm. I have to throw that in there. And you know what? I'll, I'll throw it again yeah. even further. Go, get tested at Planned Parenthood. I have, and they're the nicest people on the planet there. Yes, it's not just women's health, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm a boy, and I go there for boys' health. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm a woman, and I watch boys go there for boys' health. Uh, not because I have to, just because. Yeah, well, you insist <laughs> that whenever I go get tested that I live stream it directly to you. Yeah, yeah, uh, while I am watching you live stream to make sure that you're live streaming it. I also call peeing live stream and scene. <laughs> All right. So we're talking today about um, a very obscure film, I guess, uh, Donald Duck in 
Mathmagic Land? Mathematic Land? Mathmagic Land. Don't get it twisted. I'm so sorry. So, <laughs> so we're we're about to uh, pause this and watch some of it. But so tell me about this because I've I've never heard of it. Okay, so Disney did some stuff where they were like trying to get on the educational tip, and so uh, they had like an art one which was wildly racist. Uh, I don't remember watching that. Sorry, a music one. I don't remember watching that one ever, but uh, I do remember watching Donald Duck and Math Magic Land, and that stuck with me a lot. Um, and it's basically kind of taking you know he's going through the like the ancient. I guess, origins of math, how we started, where we are today. Uh, and there's a big focus on pool, which I, I really banged with a lot. So, uh, And it's a lot of fun because when he gets frustrated in pool, you don't really know what he's saying. Much like when you see gamblers get frustrated uh, at Atlantic City, you know, they make <laughs> similar noises like... <laughs> You know, so that's what we're kind of getting into right now. <laughs> they just sound like a broken, like, moth milk frother at Starbucks. Like, yeah, man. And there is a Starbucks downstairs in Atlantic City. And uh, I went there once just for fun. And now I know why. They are up all night. Ugh. All night. I need to go to Atlantic City as, like, an adult because I'm so curious. Even though I, I would, I'm sure I'd have a terrible time. But, like, I, it's it's almost like a rite of passage. You don't have to have a terrible time. But One of the Trump places I don't like closed. gambling. I don't like gambling either, uh, just because I lost $5 once, and I am still furious over that $5. I lost $90 once. Okay, well, I lost $5, and I'm mad. So if you were ready for $90 gambling, maybe don't go. But, yeah, okay. Um, but you also can just go and like go to the shows, or dance, oh, that's or a watch idea. other people, or like, yeah. That's, I don't know, I, I, I dance a lot, so they have, like, pretty chill clubs, but... Yeah, when, we're, when we're done recording the podcast, we'll plan my itinerary to go to Atlantic City. Uh, yeah, let's do it, man. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it here, I'm gonna try saltwater taffy again, because uh, I, I remember hating it when I was a kid. But so I'm your open. dentist is good, I don't think you need to brag, that's... <laughs> what i'm getting out of this just don't get the stripe one the one that's like white stripe with like the the, the like licorice stripes on it that's Ugh. the worst one i don't so. like i really hate licorice so you don't have to tell me yeah don't do that yeah but so is there anything that um i should know going into donald and donald duck and math magic land um that you might feel like you're high but you're not and just remember that no, I mean, even though you and I have been uh, enjoying this Tullamore Dew, so we're not sober, but... Tullamore Dew, everything you didn't know you needed from Jameson. Ooh, that was I, nice. I am as ASMR, aren't I? Yeah, that was nice. You got into ASMR and also like this really like pleasant accent. You should be Siri if you want. Yo, I would love to be Siri. Like, son, do not make that left. Um, just just <laughs> promise me on this one. Do not make that left. <laughs> all right you know what let's do it so we're gonna we're gonna pause right now and we're gonna watch some of donald duck and math magic land and we'll 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 fill you in You're... all right so we just watched some lovely highlights of donald and math magic land and honestly i liked it i i think it was good is that is that a wild thing to say like yeah i think it's good like it's I don't know what you think 
Marlanis with like fresh adult eyes, but like the animation looks nice and I I feel like I learned something. I mean, I brought you here to this Donald of Ducks. So, yeah, uh, it's one of those things where, like, it holds up, I feel like, at every point in my life. Like, this was a thing that I watched when I was little, and I think, you know, um, you know, they say your brain is a sponge as a child, and yeah. uh, I definitely ingested a lot of these things, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whenever I play pool and, like, win against people in bars, you know, who, who don't necessarily play the most official pool, and even I don't. Uh, there just became like this intuitive thing that I feel like I like learned from <laughs> Donald Duck and Math Magic Land because he goes into pool and it's geometry. Um, yeah, you're because... doing the subtraction work of oh, right. three and a half minus well, two. No, I'm not. Oof, the diamond system is still uh, a challenge to me. But essentially, right for 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 those of you listening to this very important. Donald Duck in Math Magic Land episode. Um, Whoever had the Google alert for Donald Math Magic Land. Here you are. You know what? I feel like I know three of those people. So <laughs> it's not, you know. Um, right? Donald's mother is like, I don't know. Okay, I'll work on that. So, um, Flawless. Right. Flawless. Um, but uh, it, it starts with shapes. It's very basic. You know what I mean? And it, it, it makes math accessible because it shows just math and nature from start to finish. So, um, you know, it's... yeah, it, like it kind of just the, basically the entire movie is just kind of like the golden ratio is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where mm-hmm. everything is. But at the same time, like that works. That's a lesson. Yeah. Like it, it's, yeah. It, it shows for adults and kids. Right. So and it's a complex it, like it's a complex thing to be like, oh, this is a pattern that just exists everywhere in nature. And it is real. Like. You know, they show the real world examples. Right. And so they start with something that it's interesting because, right, they want they want children to see it and they want parents to see it alike. Right. Like SpongeBob. Uh, (laughs) They want the jokes to transcend both uh, generations. But what was interesting, right, they showed the pentagram um, and children love stars. That's just a fact. And then kind of going into that and leading, they use that to lead into all kinds of shapes and show things. And they use classic art, like the Mona Lisa to show how the golden ratio is everywhere. And this and, sounds not fascinating, except it just watching that and hearing Donald Duck talk at the same time. is like, this is made for an adult who wants to smoke weed and watch Donald Duck. Like that's pretty, <laughs> Yeah, if you if you're a fan of seeing Donald Duck Duck become like a Job like figure and struggle through the world that beats him up as he tries to learn about math, then Job this is... like from the Bible or yes. like from <laughs> I mean some would say that Job from Arrested Development is basically a, a biblical Job figure. Right. Uh, is there a lot of overlap between math and the Bible? I feel yeah, like there is. <laughs> I, I feel like there's definitely money in the pool banana stand. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but I I think, uh, I I will say I was thrown off because uh, it's 2019, so when I hear pentagram, I just assume that somebody's talking about, like, the devil or something. So hearing Paul Fries be like, the pentagram that everybody knows and loves was a little surprising. Oh, Oh, I thought that was sarcastic, because I wasn't sure, like, I wasn't sure if what it... hmm. Right, because he said that that was like a tattoo, basically, for people who were like, oh, you like math? I like math, too. Oh, yeah, so like Pythagoras and all of his friends back in ancient Rome, I think. 
But yeah, like it seems that this is a Disney movie that's uh, giving the thumbs up to like Freemasonry and the Illuminati with just how much they talk about pentagrams. But at the same time, like a pentagram is just the fancy way of saying a star. Oh. Yeah, that, ugh. (laughs) Exactly. It's like Beyonce. There's no way, there's no fancy way of saying Beyonce. It's Mm -hmm. just her. And also, at, at the very beginning, there was um, a little shape that was uh, saying the digits of pi. Is is this also where you learned I, the digits yeah, of pi? Yeah, I realized, like, I probably subconsciously... Because also, I used to be really good... Well, okay, I'm not going to say really good at chess, because... So I was in the U.S. Chess Federation when I was 10. Right? Whoa! No, that doesn't mean a lot. It means Well, no, that that's was... math, according to the, the, the movie. Man, so it's Make America Think Harder. I was waiting for when I could add Andrew Yang into this $1,000 <laughs> a month for your whole life, whether or not you have money or not. What's up, Yang Gang? Okay, moving on. So math. Uh, I was in the U.S. Chess Federation. It really just meant that uh, my successes meant a draw. <laughs> It's like, yo, the kid who just memorized every permutation of what this chessboard could be. So a draw was a win for me. Um, But yeah, I feel like I absorbed a lot of that through this because the whole idea was to show math is everywhere. And uh, it did that. It even showed then how it was part of music. And that like Leonard Bernstein-y section killed it yeah you were really excited about that you were like this is so leonard bernstein i'm like yeah go 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 for it elena (laughs) marilena's and you did yeah you really did um i i will say i was i remember going to like math club meetings i don't know if i was an official member though oh i think if you go to a math club meeting you're an official member okay cool because it was in like (laughs) third grade and it was this guy would come during lunch and you could go bring your lunch to the library and he had oh man to the library yeah and <laughs> uh, it's a big conspiracy in general that um, that Disney is trying to uh, turn our kids to Satanism because of all the pentagrams that they talk about. Is that really a conspiracy? I'm making it up right now, so I'm saying yes. Are you recording this? Yeah. Good. Surprise! <laughs> I started recording again. Good. Um, but yeah, so we learned so much. I mean, really, the entire movie seemed to be just, hey, do, this rectangle shows up everywhere. Pushing and... the pentagram agenda. Mm-hmm. That's why he was anti-Semitic, because the Star of David was pushing into that. They were biting into that fucking They're like The Star of David market. is too perfect. <laughs> you tell me you can add another point onto this thing? Right. Um, but yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And then we learn that all of these other games have rectangles in them, like football and hopscotch. Uh, but also, so you were really excited about billiards. I've never heard of three cushion billiards. I didn't know that it's the game is just bouncing shit around. Yeah, I actually don't think I registered until now uh, that he was saying three cushion billiards. I just heard three beep beep. And I was like, oh, yeah, sometimes you do three beep beep against the wall when you're playing pool and you want to flex on people by hitting three points of the wall before you hit the thing. Yeah. So, well, I mean, a lot of games I like uh, beer pong, I know, has the, th- <laughs> has the rule of like, oh, you can do like a bounce, but that that can earn you extra points unless somebody swats it away. So I guess there's something about Wait, bounces. There's you can bounce away 
What? Well, like, you know, how you, like when you play beer pong, you can either toss it and get it directly in the cup or you could do a bounce. And apparently if you do a bounce, that oh. that gives you an extra point. At least that's how I played it when I was in D.C. a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. So maybe that's a D.C.-centric rule. And if so, I don't want to spread that that lie to all of you out here. Well, right now it sounds like a lie that there's a... Well, no, there's a, there's a D.C. beer pong. That's wild to me. I'm going to have to call my friends. I want to phone a friend right now. <laughs> Too damn bad. Right? Because we're talking. We also haven't mentioned yet that Donald, for like five, six minutes, is just dressed like Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Is that not his general... I've seen this so many times that I'm like, oh, that's his... That, no, that's his, his Davia. <laughs> well, well, first of all, he he switches between different outfits. Like, he starts the movie, he's just, like, about to hunt. And that's never really Oh, yeah, he rolls explained. up with a shotgun, like, who's trying to teach me math? Who's trying to teach me math? That was good. That was yeah. good? Okay. You just gotta... Oh, my entire... <laughs> Yeah, you could get back there, but with more like noise. No, I'm not. This is fit. this has got to be the worst thing to listen to. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah. Hi. Hey. You're tuned into this sultry sounds <laughs> of people coughing up phlegm. Um, but yeah, that's never explained. But yeah, so he's he's dressed as Alice because they're playing Alice with a chess. shotgun. Uh, wait, but hmm, it, that's got to be some kind of Elmer Fudd shade, right? Maybe. He was the only one, aside from them, who just rolled up with... He's... Okay, basically, he's dressed like Croc Hunter, right? Yeah, he, he is. Actually, And he's yeah. like, who's doing math? He's like, I don't do math. I just shoot things. Right. And then the narrator's like, come on. Wait, hold on. And then you hear him talk, and he's like, Game of Thrones. I don't do math. I, <laughs> I don't do math, and I shoot things. It's... Also, according to Wikipedia, the narrator's name... Is either narrator or the true spirit of adventure. I didn't, I didn't notice him ever he, saying that. No, he did. He did. Uh, what did he say? Um, yeah, you took a lot of notes. I was just taking it all in. Yeah, no, the adventure. At face value. I wrote an adventure thing, and yo, it disappeared. I, be- like, I believe you. Ratio into the night. But how um, convenient that you can't find it now. I'm saying. Um, <laughs> gee, 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 gee. Right, and he's like, "You do find math in the darndest places, uh, like in a flower, or a starfish, right. or a petunia." Exactly. Um, yeah. Oh. Well, while wait. you're while you're looking for this, I will just point out that uh, the narrator Paul Frees, he's also the voice of the ghost host in the Haunted Mansion in uh, all Disney parks, for the most part, and that's just a fun little fact for you. He's the what now? The ghost host in the Haunted Mansion ride. He's the one Where? that's like in Disney World, Disneyland. Oh, you go to those. So, I mean, I I've been there twice, and I watch the ride through sometimes. Okay, I didn't have Disney money, so this wasn't like Ooh, a pay okay. thing. Okay, <laughs> which is why I had to play pool and rack up that money. You feel me? <laughs> that's true. You had to uh, yeah, you had no, to the, hustle your the way. First thing I wrote was True Spirit of Adventure. So oh, damn, how did I miss that? Yeah, I don't know, man. I guess I was really just confused why Donald was trying to shoot a bunch of shapes. Can you imagine? That's a crazy AKA. Like, imagine getting introduced on stage like that. Uh, yeah, this is Ross Weissman, AKA the true spirit of adventure. I mean, if I, there are worse things to be called. Uh, you know. But then people are like, oh, is he going to do, like, jokes about. Stripping? <laughs> Stripping. Oh, yeah. True spirit of adventure is, 
that's either a boat name or a stripper name. Or uh, a cruise with strippers. That's pretty much it. Those no, are your only Now you speak in my language. No, just kidding. I feel like if there was a stripper, I would just like not make eye contact and uh, give them just like anything they wanted on Venmo. Just to be like, you're doing great. Oh. I want to be supportive. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, hesitant Jewish mother is your stripper persona is what I'm getting out of this. Yeah. You're doing fine. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Do you need me to talk to the other mothers at school? Just give me a call every so often. <laughs> Are what, you warm enough? <laughs> what what's your what would be your stripper pers- personality? Ambient Vogue. Ambient Vogue is my stripper name. Damn, that's a really good name. Thank you. Fuck, that's really good. <laughs> I was like, what is she going to say that could be so good? But that 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 sealed it. That was lovely. It makes sense. Yeah. It... Vogue and also, will you remember it? Won't you? I don't know. Will you feel free and very smart? Yes. Will you sleep <laughs> after it? Yes. Will you be an insomniac also? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, you also went to the bathroom during a, uh, um, a wild part of this towards the end when... Um, I couldn't handle it. The, yeah. The, you're like, I need to pee. This is too intense. But so the, the narrator slash the true spirit of adventure, <laughs> like, asks Donald just to, like, me- think about a different shapes and, like, spin them around. And, like, so they make, like, a oh, cone and they anxious. slice it a lot. And they're like, now, Donald, this is the solar system. And then this slice of a cone is how a magnifying glass is made. And it's, like, yeah, really I saw that part. Yeah, yeah. just throwing it much. all at you. And as a kid, I can't imagine watching that and being like, okay, great. That was, that was great. I understand everything now Yeah, about no, the universe. I, well, I, I did have the benefit of being very close to the Hayden Planetarium. So this makes That's sense. That's cool. So the one place that I, I've always been sleepy problems, uh, and uh, the one time I could sleep, well, was at the Hayden Planetarium because it like gave me my own time to digest uh, Donald Duck playing pool and being a chess master and also slicing things into cones like weird uh disney salt bay you know like (laughs) oh yeah he does yeah that that's a good point but it's just like all that kind of stuff like when when everything in the universe seems to be like clicking and revolving around the same thing it kind of freaks me out a little bit like when I was a kid, and even a little bit to this day, I am kind of creeped out by infinity as an idea. So, like, at the very end when the narrator is talking about infinity and how all of these things can be just sliced as many yeah. times. Well, as Dustin Hoffman says on I Heart Huckabees, uh, there are, there's no remainder in the mathematics of infinity. And that is a scary thought. Jeez. That's also the first time that someone's made, like, a movie reference that I had no idea about. Like that, the reference or the movie? I, I know of the movie because that's the movie that Lily Tomlin was yelled at on set. Yes. Yeah, but I've never seen the actual movie. I thought it was like a joke movie when I saw like a poster when I was a kid. Yeah. It also probably wasn't made for me as like a child. Yeah, it probably wasn't made for me as a child either. Um, but Mark Wahlberg skipping around a fire and also... J- Okay, any okay. movie where Mark Wahlberg does not punch somebody in the face is a horrible movie. Is a hypothesis that I had, and it was proven after the uh, what was it? The Gambler came out. 
It was the one movie where he got his ass kicked, and it was terrible. Anyway, the point is, watch I Heart Huckabees. It's another movie where he just punches somebody in the face because, and it's a great movie. I don't think he punches anybody in the happening, so maybe that's why the movie isn't good. That's the only reason why. He's in a lot of movies where there's a definite article at the beginning of it. There's only huh. one definite article, isn't there? Wait, no, no, no. Um. N? No. Damn, I'm a the. big fan. I'm the. a big fan of grammar, but this is, you're the. drawing a blank in, for me. No, de- uh, indefinite is A and N. Definite. Is oh the. yeah, that makes sense because yeah. it's like this is true. This is the thing, not yeah. a thing. Or indeed. Well, wow, this <laughs> what an educational podcast this mm. is turning into. We're learning so much about grammar in ourselves. So Felix the cat? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you okay? I might as well let you talk. Why did you want to talk about Felix the Cat? Because well, you've been no, okay. So it's, yeah, well, we might as well say we. Okay, I got here and he was like, "Yo, we're watching this short thing. Why not watch this other short thing?" And it was the first Mickey. Yeah, right? it was Steamboat Willie, the nineteen twenty-eight. And I was like, "Ooh." Yeah, the, it was it was a lot worse than we than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. So yeah. we we had to right. hard turn to Donald yeah. the Mathematical. I was like, let's let's hard stop on this. Uh, but it because a lot of I've wanted to be Felix the Cat in some form for Halloween for a long time. And people were like, oh, it's blackface, and I was like, I'm gonna look into how it's not. And it's catface. It's not. <laughs> That's not right. Mickey Mickey Mouse more than anything is. Uh, yes. Also, Felix the Cat came out before anything else. Uh, Mickey Mouse, that first Mickey Mouse episode, he's trying to drag Felix, which is trash. Yeah, he, sw- uh, he Mickey swings a cat around by its tail so it sings a song, and it it definitely looks, it looks too like similar. The shade on that is just od. But Felix the Cat is very interesting. He was like a liberating character to certain people, but I don't know if you know. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Are you familiar with his like uh, his superpower? No, he has superpowers. It's his bag. Oh, I have Secure heard of this. The bag. Okay, Google his bag. Look it up. I w- <laughs> right now or it's, in yeah, general? Yeah, right now. Okay. Tell me what it looks like. Um. Okay. Fine. Uh. I'll sing the song while you're. <laughs> you don't need to sing the song. Okay. Um, I'm looking at this magic bag. Felix the cat. Oh, you do have a song. Um, so it kind of looks like <laughs> a Gucci bag almost. Like it's it's yellow. It's LV, son. That's a that's a Louis Vuitton bag. Look at that shit. Uh, sure. Which message, but not. Huh. If you go okay. into Felix the cat, it's like a fucking wormhole. Uh, it's a Louis Vuitton bag, essentially. Okay, Felix the Cat, the wonderful, wonderful cat. Uh, whenever he gets in a fix, he reaches into his bag of tricks, right? So his bag turns into literally anything. He's like, I want to get all the way up there. He turns his bag into a motherfucking escalator, and he gets all the way to the top. It looks like a Louis Vuitton bag. There are political things in there. Louis Vuitton has Nazi ties. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I'm usually good at things that have Nazi ties to them. <laughs> That's like my bread and butter. <laughs> Your bread and butter? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He was also like the um, mascot for the Yankees one year. So, <laughs> But he was like a, a tool for political change for a while. So uh, it makes him. sense that Mickey Mouse would be like, okay, let's shit on this and use like Okay, Minstrel let's... songs, right? I'm sorry, what? Okay, let's let's do it. Let's beat him up. That's my right. Mickey. 
I was trying my best. No, no, no. I liked it. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Felix sucks. I think you right. I think. Um. He, I think he. There were cartoons of him eventually. Oh wait. Because I, I did have Felix the Cat folders when I was in elementary school, but it was just because I saw them at Target and thought they were fun, not because I knew who he was. Gotcha. Sorry for all the other before, Felix the Cat stands. Talkie, right? They called them talkies, but what was like, it? Just like a CE? <laughs> <laughs> I think they didn't have a name because they were like, this is what movies are. And then they had to, when they said talkies, they had to then retro kind of go back and be like, oh, these are silent films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my idea. Because there's a there's a term called a retronym, where like you yes, have to yes, yeah yes yes. It's like when the electric guitar was created, they had to then call original guitars acoustic guitars. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just guitar, right? This really I turned into that. an educational thing, and, and I'm I'm here for it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, this anachronism of a podcast. Well, actually, this this is kind of well. You don't you don't strike me as a hipster. Otherwise, Thank I would you. call this like a hipster um, well, thing. I, I don't think this, I'm... Would, this is anachronistic. This microphone. He he has like a old like, school microphone, yeah. sort of. Except it's very thick. Pause. Um, T H I C C. Yeah! Exclamation point. But I don't I'm, I don't think I'm hipster because I'm genuinely I genuinely like the microphone. I'm not like isn't it hilarious that I, I have this microphone? You, nope. I already I already said you're not. Thank you. You know when somebody's like, no, but really I'm not, and you're like, I already said it. That, yeah, but it's know, like I just want I just want the listener to be sure. It's right. It's the uh, proclamation of diminishing returns when somebody already uh, affirms you. So, but uh, yeah, man, you know, if you haven't been in Ross's house, which you, I don't know, <laughs> no one should be. Who is not invited? I'm talking to you, vampires. I don't know what. <laughs> Yeah, if you're a vampire, get out of there. Get out of there. Okay, Marlandis, if you're trying to do your ASMR uh, podcast pilot, that's not here. That's not for here. That's for your own time. Okay. Okay, can we talk about half of your closet? Sure. Like when they're like, Yeah, so okay. my closet is like exposed because like there was a curtain, but it broke. So it's just a wall of all my clothes. No, except that it's like, you know when you go to the Gap and then they have like two closets half in half <laughs> and one of them, ha- one of the sides has the shirts where you're like, oh, these are for sale. And the other half has shirts that are like all the same shirt, but they're like vaguely in a different shade. And you're like, oh shit, I like that shade number 1152. And you're like, hey, can I get that shirt? One one five two and a size medium. And they're like, those are for show. He has that for half his closet okay, in New York. That would on. never fly. So half of my closet is for more casual button-down shirts that I can wear like to work or for any business casual thing. But the the other half is for more formal attire. So I have like my suit over here. I have my little one? ties. You have more than one. I have like a proper person. I have a suit that fits me and a suit that I haven't worn in years that probably doesn't fit me, but I won't throw up because it's a suit. Oh my gosh, my power suit is four sizes too big for me. I call it the suit. It is my superpower. I get every job in that suit. Keep that suit. Deal. Will do. It's kind of it's kind of tight in the thigh though, which doesn't isn't a good look because if I have to squat during a job interview for some reason, then it's gonna rip. Well, some people might. I accidentally winked at an interviewer once, and I still got the job. Whoa! Yeah, I bet Donald Duck did as well. When he got the job do of you th- math do you think, magician. Do you really think that they audition all of the fucking cartoon characters possible, 
And they were like, yeah, Donald Duck. You don't think Donald Duck got it for some other reason? Like, let's think about this. He He was like, fuck this math the entire episode. And then he was like, you know what? Would you believe it? (laughs) This is cool math. Math does the darndest things. He said darndest things at some point. Yeah. I think Donald Duck is so cynical because if they got like Goofy or Mickey... They would have been too excited about math, and they they didn't they didn't want that for this. Mickey would have bent all the ratios, I think. Well, no. Oh, wait. But his his um his like sorcerer's hat, I that's probably a, like a perfect ratio triangle thing that they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, and he would have to look at himself, and I don't think Mickey is ready to look at himself. No, you understand and, what I mean? Like, do you remember, so when they went to Donald's brain, they really went in on Donald's psyche. <laughs> Yeah, so some of the things that were in Can his brain... Can we talk brain... about that? There's a part where they go, they're like, Donald, now, if we were to look into your brain... <laughs> it's cluttered with, quote, antiquated ideas, bungling, <laughs> false concepts, superstitions, and confusion. And there's and there's a part that says, like, his diary or something like that. Yeah, his love diary. And it's like a... F- Who's the female Donald Duck? Daisy. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's like a pinup of Daisy in the middle of all this like. Yeah, that's it. This is 1959 for you, which I mean, the 1959. So like, all the animation is hand drawn. It's beautiful to look at, but definitely some antiquated ideas when it comes to uh, gender roles, and gaming and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's I also I love a good fourth wall. I really do. Um, and I do think this is built for like what parents watching it with their kids or like I mean, the, what, or the, your teacher is sick. So this is like the substitute, like putting this on for the, you. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is equally good. Um, but, but before we get going, Marlenis, is there anything that we haven't really gone over yet with this before we kind of wrap things up? Uh, Donald was killing it on the djembe that he brought out when he decided that, uh, the people who were playing the instruments weren't killing it enough. Uh, and oh like, yeah. yeah yeah he went to pythagoras's friends and was like i'm gonna start <laughs> playing like, a bucket or something he's like nah son uh he hit that out of the park what else oh at the end when there are all those doors that they're trying to tie back to um the golden ratio and the perfect rectangles like that was, was clearly like a peep show type shit so oh i wouldn't i didn't pick up on that it was either a karaoke type i mean i don't know it didn't seem like they were in k-town so i don't know how karaoke they were but it was definitely like a peep show type thing and Hmm. it was like you know when he like frantically runs toward things i don't know which is the entire movie he's just like oh that wasn't good no that was good oh thank you Oh. Yeah, no, you got it. This is you can I can't cut anything I'm, out. You I could, uh, <laughs> but it's <laughs> see that's good. That was no, good. That you was had, just you a like noise. really like squirts. Your mouth. That was just a noise. <laughs> you have to close your teeth. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna call it here for <laughs> Donald Duck practice. Maybe we'll do that off mic, but. Um, now is the part of the podcast where we actually um, make a numerical score uh, and put it on this movie. So what do, you, what do you think, having watched it now and when you were a kid, uh, what would you rate this? So on a scale from 0 to 5, you can use decimal five, places. This shit holds, uh, it's not going to be 3.14159265358897. I'll tell you that right now. Damn, because that is the score that I was giving it. 
Um, yeah, I don't like the art, honestly. I thought it was, I, even as a child, I thought it was always creepy. Like, I was like, pool halls are already creepy. Like, I was in the age where, like, The Accused was a big movie. So I was like, ooh. With Jodie Foster. Uh, oh, yeah. oh. I was like, ooh. Is that, the, like, is that the movie where yep. John Hinckley was like, cool, I'm going to murder Ronald Reagan for her? I don't know if a movie inspired him, but hey, if anyone is, is really trying to get Jody atten- Jody's attention again, now's the time. Uh, but, um, no, I don't think that's the movie. But. Okay. Uh, she was killing it in a lot of movies. Yeah, well, she was in Parent Trap in the seventies. Word, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was a very creepy pool hall essence to it. There were creepy moments to it, and I don't like it. I didn't like the aesthetics, but I liked the. Yo, it's kind of creepy, man. It's kind of creepy, but I, I'm here for the theme, I guess. Yeah. Uh. I, f- I feel like they're trying. Also, they were they they tried to get Donald into some shit that he wasn't ready to un- unlock, unpack in his brain. But I mean, Donald did go in with an open mind, which uh, is he important. He really did. He was open to learning. Okay. Well, he went in with a shotgun, so that's one thing. It disappeared, which is weird. Uh, math, maybe math they did causes, background checks. Math <clears> causes <throat> people to put down the gun and pick up the math textbook. Right. I right they. <laughs> <laughs> they, and if they, you learn anything from this movie, it's that. Yeah. I mean, they never did go over any rules in guns, though, so hmm. or any of the shapes of guns. So that's that's one thing. Uh, guns kill people. The golden ratio doesn't <laughs> is what I would want people to get out of this. But what was your impression, like, overall? Like, I, I did enjoy it. I think... Once in a while, we watch something for the podcast that I've never seen as a kid. So watching it as an adult, it, I get the feeling of like, oh, this would have been so nice to have as a kid. And I think if this came on in math class, I don't know how much I would have learned, but it would have been a nice little change of pace. But still, like, you know, it's a... It's a, sleepy. Yeah, it's a sleepy math movie. We've also drinking quite a bit of whiskey this Drank this it. evening. Shit, that always happens to me. But yeah, so so you're giving if you're giving uh this movie a five, I'm giving it a three point one four one five nine. Our average score is this long number, four point zero seven zero seven nine five. So that's pretty good. That's like is a that C it on plus. A calculator? I bet it's fucking an impossible oh, number. It's it's an Excel spreadsheet, even better. So oh, we're in Excel, so, oh. so we we rank every movie against each other that we reviewed on the podcast. So Donald in Math Magic Land goes in between Home Alone and Ratatouille. So weird, but hey, I guess learning about math is better than seeing Kevin McAllister torture Joe Pesci. So that's fun. No, I'm. I'm flummoxed. It's okay. You like this is a this is something you like. When I come liked. back to do Coraline. Uh, we've done Coraline. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Okay. Have you done Coraline 3D though? <laughs> Ooh, that, you know what? That's a good point. We need to see what the other mother looks like when she's jumping out at you. Uh, nightmare. Yeah. Wait, have you done Nightmare? On Elm Street? I mean, not on Elm Street. On uh, before. before Christmas? Yes. <clears throat> you know, we can talk off air, but. Uh, Marlene, thank you so much for coming on. I know, like, it took us a while to get this uh, 
scheduled, but I'm glad that we made it happen. Yo, Ross is the best. Thank you. Like, love him forever. And if you don't, then that's he rude. Has, yeah, then that's <laughs> rude. Um, is, is there anything that you would like to plug at this time? Jeez. Um, yeah, so it's, it's December 2nd. Uh, it's December happy, 2nd. happy Christmas month. Happy Christmas month. Uh, shout out to my brother, Stephen Perk. His birthday is going to be um, December 6th. I love him so much. Uh, right, that's my shout out. I'm so whack. Um, but no, I love him a lot. Uh, and let's see. I've I've largely been doing podcasts for the moment. Sometimes in comedy, you got to take a step back. <laughs> Sometimes. And right now has been my step back. December is gonna be uh, my march back in. Ooh. To yeah. Exciting. Uh, to especially my favorite scene, which is the uh, Baltimore comedy to comedy to see comedy to scene. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited about that. Um, I'm gonna be doing a few things uh, in Philly, Baltimore, and DC. Um, some of the dates need to be ironed out still. I know that's whack, but. Um, just look that's, out for your name. That's how it be sometimes, Marlenas. Uh, also, you can follow me at really though, R I L L I T H O. Or uh, I am also running the Andrew Yang Twitter for uh, comedians for Andrew Yang, uh, and it's at Comedy Yang. I got six hundred tweets, uh, tweet uh, favorites, and a hundred. Um, retweets for what was it? Oh, so he wants to do a freedom dividend, right? Which is a thousand dollars a month to every American, no matter what. No matter what. Um, I do want to find out how he's gonna deliver the thousand dollars a month because I don't want it to be like, yeah, if you don't have a uh, checking account though, you have to go to the check cashing place and they take ten percent out. These are things that I have questions for with Andrew Yang, but, um. Yeah, I said, man, if a comedian's got $1,000 a month from Andrew Yang, just imagine how many drink tickets they could turn down <laughs> as payment. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's my thing, too. I, I try to find a way to not sound like a, you know, OD on this. But uh, totally. I am passionate. And I am also passionate about my friendship with Ross. Oh. Thank you. It means a lot. Yeah. Thank and, you. And if you're listening to this the week that uh, it comes out, um, this coming Saturday, uh, December 7th, you can f- catch uh, the government-mandated Jewish comedy show um, at Cave Philadelphia. Um, it's going to be a good time, and I'm going to be doing stand-up with a bunch of my other uh, favorite Jewish comics in the city. Yeah, you get a voucher after. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets a yarmulke and gelt, maybe. Ooh, I should actually do that. Okay. Um, but you know what? Let's wrap things up. Um, Only if you could spell a yarmulke, though. Yes. Deal. Um, we'll give out pads and paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is all for today. We will hear you in a fortnight and go, go, gadget, and show. <laughs>